Welcome to Let's Get Real Estate. We're your hosts, Marianne and Ellie, and we're creating a space to talk through some of the most important topics in life, career, parenthood, homeownership, community, and so much more. We'll have honest conversations with each other and with guests as we learn and grow alongside one another. We work at the number one real estate company in Jacksonville, but we're invested in our community beyond the transaction. We hope to be a resource to you in your real estate goals and as working women. Real women, real estate, real community, real life. Welcome back to the Let's Get Real Estate podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Ellie, and we are so excited to welcome you back for an awesome episode. We are talking a little bit about builder grade to beautiful. So builder grade could mean that you bought a brand new construction home or you've bought a home after an investor kind of flipped it and put in some basic or generic upgrades, but you're kind of ready to update it for what fits more of your personal style. Um, we have so many new construction opportunities in Jacksonville, and there's also a huge pool of investors that are constantly reviving a lot of older properties. And it's a really great place to start when you're looking for a home because you've got awesome updated appliances or something that you know you're not going to have to worry about structurally, but you know, you kind of want to add your own personal flair to it. So we've got Kristen and Emily here in the studio today. You recognize Emily back from um, a different episode. She is our director of sales and Kristen is one of her best friends. So Marianne, you want to take it away? Tell us a little bit about them. Kristen, tell us a little bit about you. Um, so my name is Kristen. Um, I'm actually from the area. I grew up in Ponte Vedra, um, but I spent the past Oh, gosh, like eight years out of the area doing medical school and residency and all those kind of things. But eventually wanted to come back home and definitely knew I wanted to buy, um, wanted to buy in the urban core or whatever we call it, you know, the historic districts and um, found a wonderful house in Springfield um, next to one of my best friends. That's and <laughs> that's Emily. And now I'm working on um, kind of making it my own home. Awesome. And what were some of the requirements when you started looking for a home? Well, I definitely wanted it to be, to be bigger than my last. So my okay. last home was really small. It was like 900 square feet wow. um, and t- one tiny little bathroom. Um, so I definitely knew I wanted something a little bit bigger. Um, but really for me, it was about location. I wanted to be um, close to my friends, close to things to do. Um, I grew up at the beach, but the beach really isn't for me. So I knew that I wanted to be more in like the downtown area. So those were the big okay. things. And yeah. were you open to a fixer-upper? Did you want something that had been pretty done from the beginning? What were your goals? I think that changed um, while we were looking, and Emily can attest to that. I was um, initially okay with some fixer-upper type stuff, and then when we started going through the list of things that would need to be done for a lot of the houses that we saw, um, it kind of um, redirected into something that was mostly done, just given that I'm single and um I don't have a lot of time to do a lot of big projects by myself because of my job. And so um, it turned into something that was more ready to move into. We wanted to focus on the fun things like wallpaper and paint and decor, not necessarily plumbing. Yeah. Redoing a whole kitchen. (laughs) Yeah. So, so true. Okay. So we're going to do our rapid fire segment. And we're going to talk must-haves because just like you have must-haves for where you want to live and what you might have in your home, um, we all have must-haves in our lives. So first, Kristen, you're going to start your must-have snack. Hot Cheetos. Ooh, (laughs) good one. Uh, Gosh, I didn't think about this. (laughs) Um, Fruit snacks. Oh, all right. I steal from my kids. Yeah, (laughs) I love it. Double stuffed Oreos. Ooh. I'm a salty girl, so some kind of chip, probably. Honestly, regular Cheetos for me. (laughs) 
Okay. What's a must have in your closet? Um, sweatsuits <laughs> after quarantine sweatsuits and athleisure is like the only thing yeah, I wear. The king. <laughs> yeah. Same. I was going to say like a good pair of leggings. Mm-hmm. I would say black jeans. Yeah. Go to. I'm a dress gal, like one and done. I love a good dress. Okay. What about must have in your purse? Chapstick. Hand sanitizer right now. Mm, <laughs> I was going to say that too. Um, my car keys because I'm always losing them. <laughs> so true. Um, my purse always has way too much stuff in it, but probably, oh, I always have an extra pair of earrings. Oh yeah. Smart. Yeah. Um, what about must have in your house? Okay. This one's harder. Um, I think like a big comfy couch. Ooh. Love that. And Alexa, I ask her everything. <laughs> she tells me what time it is in the morning, what the weather's going to be once the alarm is done. Like She gets me through the day. Yeah. Good one. I would say a, a space that I can, my family can gather and I can see everyone in the same area. Oh, yeah. Like open. Open, open concept. Yeah. Um, hardwood floors, I think, for me. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so now we're going to bring it home and talk more on the subject, build your grade to beautiful. So, Marianne, if you want to start us off, like what is kind of the base knowledge of what builder grade or investors, like what what is the difference of that on the market? Yeah, so as an investor myself, you know, the goal of most investors is to make money, right? So a lot of times we see them not invest in things that they don't feel like are important. Um, things like plumbing, electrical, roof, AC, those are those are important to a home. So a lot of times we see them spend their money there. We see them not spending their money um, on light fixtures, on doorknobs, door handles, um, vanities, um, kitchen countertops, the things that are that are pretty and that, that attract people, right? So a lot of times um, in with investors that I've worked with in the past, until they started working with me and gaining a little bit more knowledge, they were just finding random light fixtures on clearance. And it was like, oh, here's a silver one. It'll go in this room. And then this room will have a black one. And then this one might be gold. And just no sense of consistency. And so much brown paint. So much brown, and brown taupe, carpet. Um, oh, yeah. We see a lot of that. So um, really just finding things for a good deal is what we've seen a lot of investors do. Um, and I think, you know... The other goal investors have is to appeal to a lot of buyers. So they're not going to do a lot of customization or cool style necessarily. They're going to do, you know, what is pretty basic and generic and someone can come in and simply just put furniture in, which can sometimes be great. It can be a blank slate, a canvas for, you know, someone to come in and put their touch on, which Kristen's going to talk about doing. But at the same time, it can also be a very boring space, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. And what about like in regards to like kind of covering the investors side of it, but what about new construction? Because it really is great in the sense of you have like, again, a lot of the brand new appliances or something that seems at least for now, like the top style, maybe some of their options that they offer, but like what are kind of some of the pros and cons of that with like maybe wanting to add in your personal style? Yeah. So especially when you choose to build new construction, depending on the builder, you may not get a lot of options. So for some buyers, it makes more sense to when they're working with a builder to say, actually leave off the backsplash because I don't love any of your options. And that's something I know I can go change or or add later. Um, so we're seeing a lot of that. I mean, in, in general, the, the the big box builders is what I call them. They're they're really appealing to the masses. You know, right. they're they're doing the whites and the grays and the tans, um, and, and really it's nice because you're going into it with that 
ease of low maintenance. You don't necessarily have to do anything, but you can also upgrade each room, you know, with time. It's not something you have to go in and do right away. So I think, you know, the the goal is there to really create this blank canvas. um, But a lot of them do look the same at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah. That makes sense. Okay. So let's pivot a little bit to Kristen. Tell me a little bit about like what made you decide on a builder grade home. And you kind of alluded like your priorities started shifting. Right. So when the opportunity came up to live where I live now, so just a couple blocks from my best friend and in the area that I wanted to be, the house was big and beautiful and redone, but really not interesting or historic, especially being in a neighborhood like Springfield. I was looking for some charm and um, some originality, and it had basically been like just washed of all of that. I think the only original thing in my house is the fireplaces, which have been painted white. So there's nothing really still there. Yeah. Um, But I knew that like going in and um, just by simply doing paint and decoration, uh, just decorations, decor, things like that, that I would be able to really make it my own and also try to bring some of the historic back in. The, The first room I redid in my house was the powder room and it had this horrible vanity in it and just one of those builder grade oval mirrors and it was boring paint and I brought back in what may have been in there originally like a vintage washstand and um, vintage fixtures and painted it this really dark color so now it looks like maybe that's what it looked like back when the house was built in 1905 yeah yeah that's awesome and I'm like going through the process of seeing the different um, homes that maybe you were starting with uh, like Mm -hmm. in Kristen's search like what did you think made this stand out as one that would work like in the future to add all these kind of projects? Well, since it was pretty much done, you know, she didn't have to put money into updating things like the floors. They were new. Maybe it wasn't the choice she would have picked, but you can live with them and work with it. And once you painted the walls, like it tied it all together, right? So the big things were done and you could focus your efforts and your money on the smaller things and the items that you want. And the things you can't change, like the location. I can't change that. I can change everything else in the house. I can update whatever I want, you know, pending time and money, but you can't change where it is. And that was the most important thing to me. Yeah, that's so true. So what were some of the projects that you envisioned throughout your renovation process? Oh, well, I have a huge list still. <laughs> I got one done. So I'm, I'm kind of notorious for like getting like 85% there on everything and then moving on to the next. <laughs> so I think the only one that's actually fully done and not a work in progress is the powder room that yeah. I talked about. But I mean, I, I've got a, a running list. So I'm, I just painted the master bedroom, but I've got like a lot more that I want to do in there. Just ordered curtains, but I still haven't gotten the rug. You know, there's lots of things that it takes time to pull it together. And I think the most important thing is not wanting to get it all done in one second. Take some time, live with it for a little while. For the longest time, I thought I wanted to redo the kitchen because I don't like the color of the cabinets, but it's been a year and a half and I just really don't care anymore. So I've saved some money by not jumping right. on that project right away. You so also true. changed out the hardware though. And that made a huge right. difference. Right. Yeah. I, I just feel like the great thing about even like you said, starting with that powder room and being like, yeah, this vanity, not exactly me whatsoever, but having kind of that blank slate almost mm-hmm. of like, you can see the potential in right. like builder grade or investor type. I remember your mom asking if we could ask the builder to remove the vanity yeah. after it was after installed. it was already installed because we it was like, so bad. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So you kind of touched on this, but when did you start adding your own touches? Probably within the first couple of weeks. So 
the builder grade houses, they all use this like off white flat paint that's horrible. And if you just like look at it too hard, it gets a scratch mark on it. It's awful. <laughs> so, <true. laughs> um, so the first thing I did was paint everything downstairs and I painted it white and um, I'm already like thinking about changing some of the rooms to a different color. So <laughs> that just goes to show that it's like fluid. Like yeah. you can think you can have a vision Absolutely. and think that you want something, but yeah. Um, so just started, I started with paint, yeah. paint and decor. Yeah. I feel like that's always a good place yeah. to start. And, and you, like you said, you adjust and learn to like, what is my style or yeah. what functionally like this doesn't really matter. Well, I, in my old house, I had kind of like a funky eclectic style and I thought, okay, this is my new house, my big girl house. I'm going to make everything like neutral and tan and white. And then I like kind of lived with it for a little while and I was like, no, that's not really me. So I started like pulling in more color and vintage pieces and things like that. So finding your style too is definitely, um, something that takes time and like to curate. You can't just like expect it all to be done within. I think it's ever changing, right? Like I feel like my style, two years ago was something completely different than now, but having, you know, the layout and the functionality of the home, Mm -hmm. the same and being able to just come in and change those paint, you know, colors Mm -hmm. or, or rugs and those kinds of things Mm -hmm. makes such a big difference. Yeah. I definitely agree. Yeah. And and you even just moved into a house even for a short while and house. Yeah. (laughs) And you already have started to just not necessarily like renovate projects, but add things that, I had to. She wasn't going to do anything. She was going (laughs) to leave it. And then yesterday I get a text from her that's like, we bought paint. And she's got like two paint chips of different (laughs) things she's going to start painting and put wallpaper up. (laughs) I know. I promised my husband when we moved in because we're just there for a few months. I was like, I won't touch it. Like, we'll just leave it. And then we'll put all of our time and money into our, you know, our new construction that we're building now. But yeah, we bought paint yesterday. (laughs) There's wallpaper waiting in the laundry room. Um, We just added some shelves. So just things to make it feel more like us and not that we're in this, um, you know, basic home for the next six months. Right. And like basic is a good place to start because you know, there are things that are just, you're not going to have to mess with, but then adding your own touches and personal style is fun. Like Like the process of it. We're painting the Island green, hopefully this weekend. (laughs) (laughs) I'll get on him. I'll start texting. him. (laughs) Um, So what would you, I, I mean, really all of you, like, what would you tell people to look for in a home? If, if like Kristen said, like her priority shifted, like she, you clearly have, an intense job that it's not like you're going to be able to like every weekend, like get down and figure out how to redo your entire kitchen and build cabinets from scratch. So like, what would you tell people who are looking for that kind of home? Um, I think a layout that you like, if you're not, if you're not going to have time to do big projects and things, I think a layout that you like, which is something I really do like about my home, it's open concept, but it still has some like separations between rooms. Right. Um, so I think a layout that you like, cause, um, that's something that you're, you don't have to change. No, I really think that's great. Especially because like functionality wise, like you have to know what works for you because if you, like, for example, if you have young kids and you need to be watching them all the time, if you aren't looking for a project that's like, let's tear down these walls, you have to be able to see them like from the kitchen, mm-hmm. like in order to make sure things are still safe. Like, yeah. I feel like that's a big part of it. OK, what would y'all say? I think Kristen already touched on this location, like finding out where you truly want to live and not necessarily compromising on that at any point um, and, and taking into account things that are important to your daily life, your commute you have kids school, you know, where, where do you spend your time? Um, because like Kristen said, you can literally change anything inside of a home. So I think just really settling on where you want to be. I totally agree. Just prioritizing what works for your life and your budget. And 
you know, knowing what you can change and what you can't while going into the house and looking at, you know, closets and layout and kitchen. And do you want, you know, open spaces? Do you need a, per, you know, a private office? Just finding that perfect fit for you. And it, I think we started by looking out for like a pool house and then like slowly it was kind of like, I'm not going to be able to maintain this. How often am I going to use it? Is it a money pit? All those kind of things. So yep. I, it's something I initially wanted. And now I'm looking back. And if I had gotten a house with a pool, I probably would have been in it like five times. <laughs> Your dogs would be in it. Yeah, my dogs would be in it. Your kids would be in it. But like, I wouldn't have done anything. <laughs> That's fair. Yeah. And I, like you said, I think that maintenance factor is a yeah. huge thing too. Like you can mm-hmm. have the confidence of like, you know what? I honestly don't want to keep up with a whole heck of a lot, like right. right when I move in. So that's a huge factor in seeing like, when was the last time some of these things were updated and coming from an investor or something like that, like, yeah, they may have the basic cabinets or the faucet that you're like, I think I've seen this in every hotel <laughs> that you've ever been into, but, and the, that stuff can change, but you know that like the plumbing is great yeah. and it's structurally sound. Yeah. Okay, so what are some additions that you've either already added or you have on that long list of projects that you feel like makes your house feel more like home? I think the biggest thing that I did was I took like the plain backyard um, and made, um, I hired a group out to do a big patio and pergola and covered kind of area because it was just this big empty slate. And in Springfield, um, everyone has front porches. Yeah. Everyone has front porches or big back porches. Hanging out outside is a big thing. Right. And also, and also just being in Florida. Um, and I have this like teeny tiny little front porch that's like kind of a walkway. And then the, the back one is like as big as this table. So for <laughs> those that aren't here, it's like four by four. It's right. so tiny. <laughs> and um, I like to spend time outside. So I think that's the biggest investment I've made so far is um, putting in that patio. And it's been awesome sitting outside, being able to hang out with the dogs. Um having the kids out there, all that kind of stuff. So yeah. that's been the best thing that I've done so far. Yeah. Do y'all have additions that you think make your home feel more like? I think that the three that come to mind for me are um, like the rugs that I've chosen throughout the years and have seemed to fit in multiple houses that we've lived in. They make me just feel comfortable. Um, my books, like my book collections, I they've come from house to house with me and they just make me feel like, you know, whether I'm reading them or just looking at them or they're sitting on a shelf, it just feels, it, it feels homey and candles are huge. Mm-hmm. I know Emily feels this way too. They just, they can turn a house into a home. I had not literally by foot. Oh, I'm switching my rapid fire answer. Candles. <laughs> That's what I'd have in my house. Yes. <laughs> I have nine in my bedroom currently. Nine candles. I have one in every single room in my house and it's pretty much lit. All the time. 24-7. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't light all of mine. I, I cannot <laughs> I uh, imagine what sounds like a concoction fire. of smells would be <laughs> with that happening. But I looked up the other day and was like, oh my gosh, I cannot add another one. Naturally, I want to. Yeah. Okay. And what about you? Like, what are some additions that make you feel more homey? Or like we talked about, like builder grade to beautiful. What makes it feel the most beautiful? For me, it's just the small things like being able to change out pillowcases, hardware, um, throwing up some temporary wallpaper, you know, styles come and go. So just being able to express your personality. And then I know we talked about styles change over time. So, you know, investing in, well, I guess not investing, spending less to make a, a big um, impact kind of. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Didn't finish my coffee. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That's awesome. So let's talk about the root of it all. So prioritize what you can't change, things like the layout and location. Those are things you want to focus on when you're looking for a home and deciding what to upgrade. 
Um, even if you have a small budget, you can reap big rewards. Things like paint, wallpaper, all of those can make a huge, huge in- impact on the room. Uh, and then taking your time. You know, you don't have to walk into a store and buy everything for your house all at once. It's not smart financially, and <laughs> you're probably not going to you know, fall in love with all of those pieces. So take your time to save up for that big comfy couch that you want or scour the marketplace for that perfect rattan dresser. <laughs> <laughs> So true. Okay, well, thank you all so much for being here in the studio. Kristen, if people want to follow you, where can they find you? They can find me at um, Kristen Rose underscore, and that's K-R-I-S-T-I-N-R-O-S-E underscore. Awesome. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, my gosh. I have to see all these projects, you know, that you've got a list on. (laughs) Yeah. Maybe I'll start posting some pictures. (laughs) Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode. If you are more of a visual person, you can also find us on YouTube. You can see the exact size of the table that Kristen mentioned. (laughs) Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to our show. All of that stuff is really important. And then share it. Um, If you have someone who's just moved into a home or, you know, wants to make some updates, um, Kristen has some great advice. And then also tune in Wednesday, April 14th to hear a conversation with the founders of Jack's Mom about balancing work and motherhood. We will see you soon.